Generally Speaking About the Church, podcast episode number 116. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Where's that button? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to, yes, believe it or not, it is... Can it be? The one, the only, About the Church podcast. <laughs> I, like the, I like the long pause. You there. like the long pause? Yeah, that was good for effect. Yes. Hey, DG is in the house. Literally. The fruit orchard working employee guy. <laughs> We were just talking in our pre-show ramble, and I said, why are we not recording this conversation? <laughs> that All my- the more reason for everyone to be able to figure out when in the world we actually are going to be on live, and then they can be in the chat room. Exactly. They can get all the cool side side conversation. Well, actually, I was hoping that probably we could even bring in some of that conversation here into the <clears throat> official podcast, because I'm sure that folks who are listening to this on the DL... Uh, that is the download for those of you who didn't know that download, on, not, on the the down da- low, not the download, the download, uh, but anyway, those folks are probably wondering where are Cliff and DG? Why do we not have an episode for the last two weeks? Yeah. And so we want to, we, I, I think we just have an episode here where we just talk about what's going on and, Let's go and stuff like that. So, uh, but anyway, I, I, I want to go back to if we, can we rehash the conversation that, uh, we just had just a little bit ago. Yeah, uh, the, but the the fact is, is DG is working at this fruit store, and uh, it, which he's not allowed to name in in podcast form. So yeah. he's selling apples and oranges and and pears and peaches and and other kinds of stuff. But but, but of all the fruit, it might be like a, a little bit more orange, I mean, a little bit more apple juice. Yes, than than everything else. Very cool. So anyway, <laughs> if you need fruit related products, go check out my friend over there. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to be able to help you out too much. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I I, I could. I, you live every, in the area. Every, well, exactly. Well, I, I every time I've gone into this particular fruit stand, um, uh, DG has been one of the fruits in there. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am, a fruit. you know, on on the help, I'm not fruity, but I'm a fruit. On the help, I got a fruit product podcast that we do here. On the GSPN.TV yes. network, I will tell you that uh, the last two weeks we've had some 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 stories about a certain local area fruit stand. Yes, and I've been wanting to talk to you about. That. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you had any response from the what the response you did give? No, no, okay. I'm not expecting I'm, any because I think that it would be much more effectively to be able to put that to I, the manager at that at my fruit stand than it would yeah. be to do the yeah anything well, at corporate. Well, well, the th- well, I mean at the corporate. Fruit I wasn't stand. actually trying to get a response. I was. I mean, we we got we got more than what we wanted when we went in. Uh, the right, only thing is, sure, is yeah. we got it dished up with a little attitude. And yeah. and but the the thing is, is like. That attitude needs to be spoke to. Yeah. And if you didn't speak to that attitude and yeah. no one else is going to speak to that attitude unless you know, I didn't think about that. Because I mean, that's if we if we if you really are caring about other people and about yeah. helping them be better people. Yeah. Then I think that there there's, you know, there's something yeah. you can do. I, now, was just, I could possibly I was, do it if you 
if you told me a name, I could pause. I, I, oh, I have I, no I, problems whatsoever. Stephanie I mean, hates the fact that I won't say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she's like, dude, I've got my own YouTube channel. You better watch. He better watch out. <laughs> that's so she, funny. But, she was burned but up. To me, that's cool. I mean, that shows you got character. And for me, it shows you got character. And yeah, you're not you're I, not out to get I wasn't, someone. I, no, the the whole reason for my video was uh, it is all about the the sensor that they have in these fruit products. Yes, 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 yes. That that's my that was my beat. Oh, and was, that is you not mean, a, you that wasn't the, you, the mean lo- the, you mean the eight sensors. The what? The, the eight sensors. Do they have not eight of those? The. Oh, okay. There's eight. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's just two visible from the outside. Well, the thing is though is 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 that was my main concern. That's why I created the video. Yeah, speaking of that, I'm going to pull it out of my pocket. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't get all sweaty. Yeah, it was pretty warm when I was driving. Here. <laughs> nothing like a good sweaty fruit in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, now we're just gonna giggle the whole podcast <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome all right okay so anyway we were talking about before this before yes. all this stuff so so dg went full time <clears throat> that's right that's at this stand. place that's right right and so we were talking about the fact that you know are you gonna look for something you know outside of this is this you know are are you looking to to you know work up the corporate ladder ladder of ladder. the the, of the, I'm going to work up the corporate ladle. The ladle. That's what I'm working on. Uh, or is DG going to try to find something to do where he's no longer trading those dollars for hours and, and doing something that will produce a sizable income and allow him to do the things that God's called him to do yeah. full time? Yeah. And, and then so I was just saying, yes, that's always, you know, the idea is, you know, but I, I have no problems whatsoever being a tent maker. Right. That part, that, that, that's fine. I'm a tent maker. I consider myself to be a tent maker. Yeah. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like being, if I could just get a denomination to accept an elder to be a tent maker. Does your denomination not allow that? No. Seriously. Dead serious. Yeah. Wow. Because you would be interfering with your ability to minister. If you had another, if you had another job. I totally (laughs) disagree with that stance. I understand where they would get uh, where they come to that conclusion. Really, but I also understand that in the future and in the world, the current world we live in, and in the future, it's just it, you're going to have to make room for a biblical model of being a tent maker. Whoa! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you said know what it, my friend. Exactly. Had, this denomination needs to make a room for a biblical model of ministry. Exactly. I love that because yeah. that's exactly what I was just going to smack down there, DG, yeah. and you did it for me. Yeah, well, it's it's obvious. Where's the so room? It's just a matter of where is the room in this denomination for a biblical model of ministry? Yeah. All right, good. Well, I don't need to... <laughs> Thank you. I, it's like, dude, I was so, it's like, man, you had set that up there. Is this like this perfect slow pitch softball and I was ready yeah. to knock it out of the park and you took, you stole my thunder. I'm sorry. Threw a curveball, man. <laughs> vote Votto. I'm just checking. I'm, 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 I'm so sick of all the signs where I vote for Votto. I don't even know what that is. It's some baseball player trying to get in the Hall of Fame or something like that or, or no, no, in the, I don't know, the All-Star game and some Reds player named Votto oh, okay. didn't make it, and, but now you can vote for him or something. Anyway, I don't know. Okay. So, anyway. All-Star game, yeah, it is. All-Star game. DG. Cool. So, seriously. Cool. You, you cannot be a, uh, a or, or ordained, recognized elder, elder yes. in the United Methodist Church yes. and be employed elsewhere. That's correct. 
Wow. That is news to me. And, and I think the reason they said that is because at one point in time, there were, there were pastors that were out there that were neglecting all of their responsibilities as being a pastor because of a full-time job somewhere else. Okay. And in the Methodist church, if you're an elder, you're guaranteed an appointment, which, which means you're guaranteed a, a minimum salary, a housing allowance, pensions, health, all this stuff. Right. And it's just like any other business out there. I know a lot of businesses that would say you are not allowed to have a second full-time job right. because it's going to interfere with you getting this, you know, doing the work you should be doing here. So, so basically it doesn't fit into their business model. Well, no, I, no, I, I understand that ministry can be affected by if you had another job. That, that's, not, that's not hard to understand or grasp. But I think the issue is, 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 is what are the expectations? How do I say this? I, 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 I personally do not feel necessarily totally completely called to be the typical senior pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think I could be able to be a tent maker. Right. If I was called to be a, a mission planter and not a church planter and to create missions that would ne- that would need for income to come from outside instead of expecting it all to come from within, then I think that that would that's a good, healthy understanding, a good way of being and doing church is to be able to say, right. hey, when you give. None of it goes towards my salary, pensions, yeah. or health. Paul says, when, "Listen, I didn't come to you. I didn't put any burden on you." Yeah, exactly. I you mean, know? but there was, a, but but people paid Paul anyway. They paid Paul in, in in other ways. They paid him, of course, they paid him outright, but they also paid him in other ways by food and lodging and absolutely, you know, and all stuff like that. So, I mean, I think that's um, that's just a model of ministry that's just not there right now. So, but that's just needs to be something that we could be able to incorporate. Not, I'm not saying do away with anything. I'm really not. I'm just saying allow for other things to come alongside with what's already there. Maybe, maybe DG could be the, the, uh, a, a catalyst for change in the denomination. All right. I already have been, <laughs> but it all depends on who you talk to and, <laughs> and what books they read. <laughs> We, like we need to get higher up, my friend. Exactly, exactly. Let's move up the ladder. And that's and that's uh, you know that's part of what's going to be happening over the next few. The ladder. Yeah. The, the ladle. ladle. The ladle. You got to move up that <laughs> that that ladle in the church. Nation, right. Nation's asking us if one of us has read Tribes. I love Tribes. Yeah. I've got it in yeah. audio book and it is excellent. Yeah, it is good. He also asked a question. He says, "What if you were the type of person who had invested in real estate or did some kind of consulting work?" That doesn't necessarily bring in like a W two. Is that something? Uh, would that be tent makerish? Um, yes. And there are those that are out there right now. Okay. So I, I, and I, I know, like I know a, I knew I knew a pastor that wrote his own software to help churches uh, figure out their uh, all like their attendance and stuff like that. It was just like a software that did that. And this is way back when there was not any like full scale software that did that kinds of stuff. Right. And he, you know, he made a side income on that and it was okay, but it was approved and everyone was cool. So there are exceptions that can be made. <laughs> right. But his, his wasn't, a, you know, his was not a 30 hours a week kind of thing, you know? Right. He just wrote the software over the course of, right. you know, four months and then just said, Hey, if you buy it, you buy it. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Anyway. So, yeah. So, so what are you, what are your thoughts there? I mean, is, is a tent maker thing something that you want to pursue? Is that something you want to try yeah, to get that's to something happen? That, that's something that does excite me a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I like I, that. I it a lot just because, um, cause I can, I could be continuing to develop relationships with people 
wherever I'm doing my tent making at. Yes. Uh, to be able to, uh, to grow the kingdom and make people live into their full potential. And right. Where and God has and not answer. place a burden on a church that's currently suffering from yeah, exactly. financial Yeah, exactly. And if, if, we're, if we're all hurting financially, then wouldn't it be great to be able to tell people, hey, when you give, it goes 100% to missions. Yeah. Because I'm the guy that doesn't want to do building stuff either. So like, when you give, it doesn't go towards paying the air conditioning. It doesn't go, pay, it doesn't go towards my salary, pensions, or health. It literally will go to whatever and we desire and as a you know, as a community that it will go one, to. One of the one of the arguments that I heard a lot in in ministry and in in, in seeing my pastors in a lot of the criticisms is like, oh, sure, it's easy for him to live a life of prayer. It's easy for him to live a life because he's paid to do this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like well, I had a bunch of people with uh, with the waters. You know, the church plant that I was doing. I had a bunch of people that just said, "Hey, you know, if you were if you just had your own job, I would give to this." Yeah. But instead you don't. And I'm not, and I don't want to give towards the Methodist church. I mean, that, that was, you know, the, there is a bunch of people that do not like organized religion. Right. I'm saying that with finger quotes. And, um, and they all said, if you just had your own job, I would be giving to this financially. Yeah. And I'd say, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> so let me ask the you thing th- about it was, is even no matter how many times I told them that, that we can decide how much of this goes towards whatever it goes to. And if the if the United Methodist Church at that point in time at the conference wanted to pay for my salary, then I could be able to tell them honestly, the money you give would not be going towards my salary. Someone, you know, the the larger church is paying that part, but they still wouldn't do it because they didn't want to give anything remotely to. I think they just didn't want to give DG. To be honest with you, well, I think that's part of it too. But um, because I think that if if you when you give, the question is why am I giving, and is it a response to uh, mm-hmm. an understanding of what God has given, and this is a something just in in return just to say god i trust you right and the question is is if you're giving do you really trust god if you're very conditional on where you give the issue is not that they trust god i think the issue is and and this is a very postmodern mindset way of thinking is how do i trust those that are making the decisions of where this goes well you You know that i'm saying trust that god puts the right people in in authority exactly and i don't think that they do (laughs) so therefore they don't trust god no it's not that i i really don't think that uh the postmodern mindset that, that basically just says that truth is what I make of it basically is dependent upon, uh, is dependent upon them saying, yes, I believe that that is the truth. That is the truth or that God is doing that and the people are there. And, And I, and I think that they, and I think that, you know, everybody else can think this too. I mean, everyone has the, has the opinion to be able to say, being able to say, well, that pastor might be there, but it does not mean that God placed that pastor there. Right. And so <laughs> and so a lot of people put up with a lot of stuff even though, you yeah, know what I'm saying? No, no, I get I get that. And and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I I don't know. I don't I, I mean, I'm I'm more of like <laughs> it's really tough when you think about the- theocracy versus democracy and, and living <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a culture where it's all just because I'll be honest with you. I struggle. I, I still struggle today. I'm very consumeristic. You know, I'm a consumeristic Christian. I admit it. I don't, I'm not happy about it. But if, yeah, I, sure. if when it comes down to it, I am very consumeristic and I'm very I, I, I'm more postmodern now than I've ever been before. And I have no idea why that is. You know, and, 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 and I'll tell you what, I'm somewhere between, I either want to be a completely carefree, 
you know what? I just love God, and I don't want a bunch of rules and regulations. Hippie and, Christian. What? Hippie Christian. I want to be either a hippie Christian, <laughs> or by golly, I want every single rule and regulation and guideline that you can throw at me, and by golly, let's let's go visit the Catholic Church, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the heck I want. <laughs> and the question is, is, does it matter what I want? What does God want? And yeah. so anyway. Well, I, and why can't there be different uh, times and uh, places in your life where you would need and bo- want both of them? Right. You know, what What if it was a, a not a cyclical thing, but just a journey and, and you could enjoy very high church and very, you know, law rule oriented. And then you can have another but, time that's full of grace and full of. Being yeah, free but, and, but sometimes you can't experience those things all in the same church. And so therefore that yeah. makes me a church hopper. Yeah. And, and I've been taught. I can see that. I can I, see I've that. been taught my my entire Christian life that. Hopping from church to church is not necessarily a good thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's a bad thing, in fact. Yeah, so. exactly. And I think that that's exactly what where the church itself in general is living into right now. That's yeah. exactly what they're living into because uh, everyone is just like, well, I don't like the children's ministry there. I don't I'll like just go the, somewhere else. Exactly, I'll just go somewhere else. And then <clears throat> one of the reasons why I have a problem with five churches being on the same church, same same city block, block, yeah, whatever, <laughs> dude. Practice what you preach. Sorry. I like the shushing at the <laughs> Practice what you should preach. Don't preach it. You know, it's like, oh, we're all God's children. Only we're the Methodist ones. No, we're the Nazarenes. No, we're the Pentecostal ones. And no, we're the first church assembly of this one. And it's yeah. like, whatever. The bad, the bad. Why don't the you guys get together, sell all your buildings, build one building, and have fun? Yeah, I don't even build a building. Don't even build a building. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, it would be I, worship I am, in the rain. By golly, that's funny. I am fine with Christ returning. Like, hurry up, Jesus! Come on, just, just let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> the other day, my pastor was sitting there thinking, and he put one of those major good old guilt trip sermons on and that was really cool because i haven't ever heard a guilt trip sermon from my pastor but uh he sit there he's like i know that you guys out there in your iphones but man i'll tell you and <laughs> it's like and your apple this and your apple that and it's like yeah i'll be honest with you it's like man if god just wait two more weeks for me to just wear off this iphone buzz because <laughs> i love me some iphone right now I'm like that. I, I get I get a little caught up in my tech to- technology tools, and so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, and Tiffany and I were actually having a really good conversation about this the other day because Tiffany is now the director of of a of the mission of yes. a mission, and it is in the. I, I really do honestly think it's it's probably if not the poorest, it's one of the poorest uh, areas of Northern Kentucky. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it is so. And so here am I, her husband. Working at, you know, this orchard that's in the fanciest and nicest of all shopping malls in in the area. And here's my wife in the complete opposite. <laughs> and the dichotomy that's going on between both of us is uh, is so unique. And we're just, we're just, and we're still just, you know, just in awe of just saying, Lord, you... <laughs> You work in all places, and it is amazing yeah. <laughs> to be able to see this and just so unique. It's just so different and unique Yeah, uh, to know that we are in complete opposite areas of society where we work. Right. And yet, <clears throat> and yet we believe that this is where God wants for us at this point in time right. you know, in our lives right now. And it's just so unique. It's just so different. 
It's just hard to fathom in some cases. So, so what's dinner like? <laughs> what kind of conversations are you guys, you and Tiffany, having at, at dinner, talking about the different things that are going on? You well, know? it's it's mostly sandwiches nowadays. Yeah, because <laughs> we're cut our budget big time. No, it's just it's just those kinds of things. It's just you know, dinner is just talking about our days and uh, how how in 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 like a. In some cases, I'll 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 see people that um, are so thrilled that they're going to get a brand new piece of fruit um, for school or something else like that, and and it's it brings joy. I mean, it truly truly brings joy, and it's not it's not a um, a consumer a consumer thing. It is a wow. I don't know how to say this. Probably for the kids, it is a consumer thing, but for the parents, it's their way of basically saying. I want the best for you and I want you to be able to have a good education to, to, to take care of your kids. And so I'm seeing like some good, healthy kinds of motives, you know, uh, at the apple at, at the orchard. And, um, but, and then here's Tiffany talking about how, um, she'll have some people that are like, they, they feed children, um, once every single evening down at Otis Spence on the hill. And, um, and literally are feeding right around 150 to 180 kids every single day, every single night mm-hmm. during the summer. And there will be young moms that come in that just come in towards the end and they eat and they take advantage of it. Cause it's only supposed to be for 18 and under and Tiffany's, you know, living into the challenges of, I know they're probably just as hungry as their kids, you know, <laughs> and how do I follow the the rules and regulations set out by the people who are giving us the food that if we don't follow those rules, they'll not give the food anymore. But how do I also, you know, honor them? And, and so those are the kind of conversations we have is like, like, okay, well, how do we, how do we basically tell the moms, Hey, help serve. I have no problems at all. Giving, giving you some food. If you help us serve. Right. Or, or something like that. But you know, it's just, it's just such huge dichotomies. It's just so different. Let me ask you this. What about in this mission? I mean, it does now, how much does she run of this whole thing? Is she able to put programs in place to teach people how to create income and, and to, to help them? Yeah. Find- she, she would be the person that would make those decisions. There's nothing like that right now. I mean, right now she's just trying to get her feet wet and right. <clears throat> figure out what was going on in the past, what was healthy, what was unhealthy, <laughs> all kinds of stuff like that way. They just, um, they have a nursing program that's going on down there right now, which is so cool. I mean, they have not had a clinic down there for like five, seven years. Right. And so now they actually have nurses that are practicing nurses that are down there learning how to be a nurse. And these, these are like nurses that know where they're going and they're going there on purpose, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool. I mean, they realize this is, uh, whether they're a Christian or not, they realize it's some kind of a ministry that actually do this for the, for the rest of the society. And so, they're very dedicated people down there, but they actually just got a grant to actually hire a social worker down there. Okay. And Tiffany just met the new social worker and she's the lady who runs the cold house, which is a homeless shelter somewhere. And Tiffany said, this lady is just fabulously awesome. Good. And she actually has a friend who works at Folgers who can get her free coffee. And so she goes around to meet everybody handing out free coffee as you know, as the way to get to meet everybody. Right. And then she just can go around and stuff, really, truly find out what the needs are of the community and, uh, and to be able to meet those needs as best as possible. And right now, the need right now is air conditioners. Right. I mean, it's, it's horrendous out there when you are living in a completely solid brick building, um, 
and there is no air conditioner or fan. They don't even have fans in their houses. Right. And so, you know, Tiffany are doing crazy things like just sending out, you know, just sending out messages via Facebook saying, hey, we need box fans. Does anyone have any box fans just sitting in a, in a, in a driveway, garage, your house you're not using, whatever else? Please, please, please. And the, the caseworker is like, how are you going to get fans? You know, you, no one's going to just pay you money to get fans. How are you going to do that? And Tony just sent out the message and she got like 20 fans. <laughs> and, the, awesome. and the caseworker is like, whoa, I didn't know you could use Facebook like that. You know, and so it's like an education process. You know, we're like helping her understand and see but this is this this social media stuff is movement esque stuff. Yes, <laughs> and it is, and it can be extremely powerful uh, when real life things need to happen. It's not just building a community that's only online, but I mean, lives can truly be changed <clears throat> with physical things, not just hearing it you know, over the air or whatever else. So, so stuff like that. I mean, that's the stuff we talk about, and it's it's awesome to be able to do that stuff. But I just I just realized the other day I was just like. And that's why I was just trying to figure out the scheduling for the podcast here about the church podcast, because I'm, I'm realizing <clears throat> now that I'm full time at the orchard that, that I've got to make time for me and Tiffany time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just trying to figure out what my life looks like right now. And I'm to the point now where I can breathe a little bit to be able to say, okay, now we know where we're at. We, we did land on our feet. And so now, even though we're eating beanie weenies and ramen noodles a lot, let's figure out what God wants to do with us now. So, right. Hey, I have a question for you. Uh, seeing as how it is Thursday night, you're, you're not working tonight. I assume that is correct. I'm running to go eat with a friend are you? after uh, this that invited us to go get barbecue. I was going to say, are you going to go see, uh, what, where's my screening tickets for it? Was it via GoFobo? Uh, no, it's this. The oh. sorcerer's apprentice. Uh, apprentice. Apprentice. Are you seeing it's tonight? Seven thirty. No, I'm not. Do you have tickets it. for it? I know I do. It's at my house, man. I didn't even think about bringing it. Well, I, I was just gonna say, man. If you were going, I was gonna say I, I could buy you dinner tonight. Oh, but you, you're going to go hang out with a friend. Oh, oh okay. Go I thought you were dinner. saying that you could have mine so you could take the family. No, no, no. I, I mean, um, Matthew and I are going out on a date tonight, so that's cool. But uh, I was just gonna say, man, if you if you were going to go see the movie, we go hang yeah, out. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, you know, I I got that one, and that was like. That one actually looks cool. I mean, that, it does look cool. Uh, did you know that there's an entire scene in that movie of a recreation from Fantasia of Mickey cleaning up the sorcerer's kitchen downstairs with all the brop, the moon, the brops and the mooms, <laughs> the mops and the brooms. I have never seen Fantasia. Oh, you've never seen Fantasia. Okay, no. well, there's a whole there's a whole uh, scene of Mickey trying to fix it, but like with putting on the magician's hat. And getting all the power, but he doesn't. He and, he and he abuses it and stuff like that. It's a really cool scene. Yeah. Um, but and it teaches. It's actually a really cool life lesson out of there. I mean, you could get a lot out of it if you wanted to. But anyway, there's there's a there's a whole recreation of that scene, except in live form. Nice. Uh, that they're doing in that movie. So I thought it was a cool throwback. You know, they're just like, yeah, hey, we'll give a throwback to the Magician's Apprentice and Disney. Cool. Well, I I know nothing about the story. <clears throat> yeah, I don't either. Was it a book before? I have no clue. My assumption is that it was a book before. Don't know anything about it. All I know is my son and I are going to go see it tonight, so I'm nice. excited. Well, tell me how it is. I, I will. Know. I will. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Excuse this me. Is the, this is the podcast of sidetracks. That's fine. Red I mean, it, you know, the, the, what this is. I mean, it hasn't about the church always been about this. Yeah, yeah. It's always been about 
sidetracks a little bit but we do have one uh feedback or do we, we have one yeah we have some feedback from jana sweet or jana and uh we'll play that and talk about it and then uh i want to talk about uh just having a conversation about what we're going to do as far as schedule if we can kind of discuss that and here in the podcast even that's fine and, with me i and, just don't know yet and even if we don't know yet then we just say hey we don't know yet and we'll be back soon with another episode yeah i think that's probably the best thing all right well do. there you go it might be two weeks from now but i that, promise we'll be coming back hey it's no problem at all i, I think everybody understands yeah, what's going on and i think everybody in their everyone in their right mind understands that life every now and then has a hiccup yeah nobody has complained at all and uh i've asked my we friend appreciate that. i've asked my friend robert johnson to come in and fill in for for you um you know from time to time but uh he can't do it during the business day. Oh, gotcha. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And you're like, well, then I can't do it. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm trying to live my life with margin. It, I, I, I've lived way too long without that margin in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you're good. And I've got it now, and I'm like, ooh. And then putting something new in it, and it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, and that's... And that's uh, yeah. What you have right now is a miracle anyway, yeah. <laughs> with, because you're actually interacting with other people that have lives and, and everything else like that. So that is a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Jana and see what okay. Jana has to say. Hey, Cliff and DG. This is Jana calling from Seattle. Um, yeah, for about the church podcast, I just listened to uh, the latest um, podcast from this week. Uh, and I laughed really hard at Butter Jesus. Um, I'm a frequent visitor to Kentucky because I have, uh, in Ohio, because I have family there. And we've driven past that guy a few times. Um, and so uh, it was kind of amusing to hear that song. I hadn't heard it before. Oh. Anyway, um, as I've called him several times before. I'm sure you know um, I'm your one of your LDS listeners. Um, and in the LDS church this year, the, in our Sunday school, we're all studying the Old Testament. So um, the book that DG had recommended, uh, The Epic of Eden, uh, I threw that onto my wish list. So hopefully I'll get it for my birthday. Um, oh. From what I understand, um, there's not a whole lot of difference between the way that mainline Christians and LDS, uh, members of the LDS church, view the Old Testament in relation to Christianity. Uh, so, uh, I guess my question for you guys is I've been exposing myself to more, uh, to books on historical criticism of the Old Testament, um, specifically the James Kugel book, How to Read the Bible, but there's, uh, there's other books like that out there that kind of, um, give a little bit of background on how biblical scholars in academia view uh, the, how the, the Bible was constructed and the argument that theologians and scholars have regarding historicity and, and, and those particular issues. And I don't know if the About the Church podcast is the appropriate place to discuss such a thing. It, it very well could not be. But if it is, um, I'd be curious to know your guys' standpoint, especially being um, people who attended seminaries um, and studied this stuff, uh, well, I assume that you studied it, (laughs) Um, (laughs) what your ideas are on the role of historical criticism in connection with our um, understanding of the Old Testament. Um, Uh Uh-oh. I mean, I have my own thoughts on the issue, um, but I'm still kind of working them out in my head. And this whole time I've been reading the book, 
I keep thinking, what do Cliff and DG think about this stuff? What do Cliff and DG think about this stuff? <laughs> um, and I guess I'm especially interested because uh, you guys actually, you know, have, have led flocks and uh, have uh, preached and, and, and probably have a, an interesting perspective on, on these issues. So anyway, I guess that's my question for you, uh, should you choose to answer it. <laughs> Uh, love you guys, love the show, and uh, be looking forward to hearing what you have to say next week about whatever it is you choose to talk about. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> whatever it is we choose to talk about. I love that. <laughs> Jana, thank you so much. We now, love you, too. We love you, too. <laughs> what exactly was the question? I mean, the historicity of what? The historical criticism and development of the Old Testament. That's what, that's what I heard. Okay. Is that... I, think, I, think, I, th- I think that's what I got, but I just don't know exactly what she means by that is just the compilation of the books itself. Well, that too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a kind of common, it's a kind of a combination um, of, of just talking about, okay, so we have this historical criticism. So the people who are seriously saying, okay, what is the history, the actual history going on? And then what is and where is the old Testament coming from as well? And so, um, so stuff that we can actually date and have real dates for and that we can do through archaeological digs and how do we compare that with what we read in the Old Testament and, and, and other, um, other manuscripts and, and not manuscripts as far as Old Testament is concerned, but like ancient Near Eastern texts. So the Enuma Elish and, you know, all these other different things, Egyptian Book of the Dead, and you could, you could be able to compare like all this different stuff that's going on at the time period um, that people have said, yes, this is a historically written document. Um, and then how do you compare all those different things? And yeah, and part of it is, is exactly what you just said, the formation of the old Testament and, and things like that. And you're going to get a lot of that in that um, the Epic of Eden book, mm-hmm. you're going to get, it's going to be just a really basic overview again. Um, <clears throat> but for those of you who don't know that, the Old Testament that you actually find in most Bibles today is not necessarily in historical order. Right. So, so that, and that, I know that, that always threw me off for a large chunk of my life. They do have some Bibles that actually put the books, it puts the entire Bible in chronological order. Right, exactly. And, and, and that one's, and that's good. But again, you know, it's, it's someone making a statement on what they think is the historical order of all that stuff. Right. But, um, but I don't actually have any, uh, I would, that's, that's, you know, that's a really general question that you, that you would cover over the course of like, you know, you could have an entire PhD, right. you know, on one small area of that. So it's a really, really big topic. I guess what I'd like to do if, if it's okay, I could just, I could go and do a little bit more research and then come back. You know, sure. Share anything you an want answer to it. So, well, the one thing I would say is that I never technically attended a seminary. I, I went to Nazarene Bible college through online distance training and I did that for a couple semesters and most of my stuff was all focused on new Testament studies. Oh, okay. So I, cool. I never really got into old Testament studies. I've read a, I've read a majority of the old Testament, uh, several times and I've read it all once. Um, and go. so, um, the Old Testament's really not been something I heavily focused on, and and to be honest with you, it, it there are some things that just downright I just don't understand. And that's you know, the Epic it, of Eden, man. I'm is, telling you, that's the great book for that. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's phenomenal. It, like reading the Epic of Eden again, uh, not not again, but reading the Epic of Eden has gotten me excited about wanting to read it again. You know what really? I'm saying? Like, yes, like totally, there, totally no stoked ver- about it. There's no audio version of it, though. No. See. <laughs> 
Contact. No, you're actually going to have to use your eyes. I'll tell you what. Crazy talk. Crazy talk. <laughs> Reading all this stuff. <laughs> but we do it. So, Where's Max you, McLean when you need him? <laughs> you and I do that all the time, though. We just, we just, we read volumes and chapters and chapters and chapters equivalent, but we do read it online. We don't read it yeah. in an actual book. Yeah. It, it, do they have the Epic of Eden in Twitter form? <laughs> that's awesome 140 I'll start, characters I'll, per day I'll start doing it and it'll all be broken <laughs> up and so therefore you wouldn't be able to uh, you wouldn't be able to get mad at me because it would be short enough to not that is so be cool. plagiarism <laughs> <laughs> or I could uh, heck I'll just put the I'll put the full you know works added aspect on every single one of the tweets right so like by the time you finish all that you would get like one word in each tweet because you have to do the copyright who wrote it the title of the book the publisher where it was published yeah nice. what show are we on <laughs> yeah what show is this uh this is the generally speaking <laughs> period about the church <laughs> yeah, you're you're all with the dramatic uh pauses yes nice. I, really I love nice. the dramatic i like your pauses. pauses you got some good looking pauses over there buddy <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She says, oh, never mind about the church. <laughs> yep. That one. That's the one. That's, that'd be the one. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I, I really just, it, Epic of Eden is a great, great basic, basic book. And that's the reason I kind of like it a lot too, because I mean, her, her gist is, and the, the reason she wrote the book is because she says, Hey, this whole old Testament thing is really confusing. And it's it's a large, large parts of it. They're just a pain to get through, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, of course it doesn't make sense Dude, unless you understand stop what's going on. Talking about this book because you're gonna make me want to go buy it, and it's gonna be one of those books, DG, that I seriously I buy that I desperately oh, no, feel like I want to read. That's over here somewhere, and it's just gonna grow a big hole. There's dust. Ball. There's one book called Epic, but you just need the last part of it of Eden. Oh, that's John Eldridge. Over <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, that's John Eldridge. <laughs> <laughs> but I buy all these books that I hear so many awesome things about. Is it on Mardell.com? You know, I don't know. It's, no, it's, we looked when we looked I don't last think time. so. It's, a, it's an IVP um, scholarly book, like an IVP scholar er, arena of IVP. Yeah, no, but if, if you do, it's on the Amazon though, right? Yes, yeah. it's on Amazon. I'm waiting for a Kindle version. What, what, you know, what if, if they it, had a Kindle version, I yeah, might read yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll just contact the author and just say, Sandra... What is up with no Kindle version? Yeah, get me how a Kindle can, vi- version. I will how buy can it. IVP, will, how can we talk IVP it. into giving you a an, a Kindle version? Why don't you contact her and ask her if she'll come onto the show and just tell us everything? I could do that. Why not? Why not? I could do that with uh, several Old Testament professors from Asbury Seminary to come and tell us. She's stuff. not with Asbury anymore. She's at, she's somewhere else. But I go. need to I need to reconnect with her anyway. I'll just find her on Facebook. We, we, sh- we should interview some folks. So, so. Let's do it. Actually, did I tell you? Did, I don't know if you... Did, did I put a tweet out there? I don't know if I did or not. Uh, I sold um, a you piece sold- of fruit to uh, two friar monks. No way. And one of the friar monks is an expert on St. Francis of Assisi, like written all kinds of books, is a yeah. poet as well. And the other guy is actually like really good friends with Richard Rohr. And Richard Rohr. Rohr, Yeah. So you got to be a geeky kind of guy like me to really appreciate who Richard Rohr is. But, okay. But like so amazing, amazing author and speaker and everything else. Oh, he topics? lives in Cincinnati here. So it's really cool. Um, he, you know, it's, it's on all kinds of topics. He's all over the place, but he's much more like 
monastic kind of kind of oh, writers, okay. so, like Saint Francis of Assisi. Kind of right. Thing. Okay. Yes, he was. Yes, he he's always Saint Francis is always one that's pictured with a bunch of animals all around him. That's who the Assisi guy is. Gotcha. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of stories. Not to com- be confused with the guy who started a pizza chain. Yes, that's <laughs> Papa John's. Or I was thinking about CC's Pizza. Oh, CC's. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just assume. I was like, who's a guy that started pizza? Mr. Pizza Hut. Mr. No, pizza Hut. that's not, it doesn't work. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that would be interesting to, to have that conversation. Yeah, sorry we didn't actually answer. No, we didn't answer, but we appreciate you calling in and asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just too big of a, it's just too big. Like if you could like, if you want to narrow it down to like, like something else, you know, like to a specific book or, yeah, you know, that's cool. Some criticism of a specific story. Like is Job a real guy? That's cool. Yeah. You know, it, what do you think? Job, real man existed. Uh, True story. Or is that called an allegory or whatever those things are? Yeah. Is he, is it an analogy or, it's just a story to scare the hell out of us. Uh, I think it could go both ways. All right, it could go both ways. Jonah, but definitely a story that's that that uh, Job is definitely a story that I think that like like any good, um, and if it's if it's history, then that's horribly but cool, I guess. Uh, but if it's a but if it's a story meant to be able to help change us the way we live our lives and understand what faith looks like and understand what you know, this world looks like, like I actually had a, a coworker of mine, actually uh, a big wig that was just yelling about like, you know, how, how could anyone be cool with Job? Like, what does it say about God Where, you know, that allows all these things to happen? And, and, you know, and this is a guy who loves his family and cares for his family. And to know that the family was affected by the things that happened to Joe. You know, it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a really hard, hard yeah. story found in the Bible. Um, and you know, what is this, what does this ultimate say about God? Those are good. Those are good questions. Yeah. And I think that's the reason that that's in there is to be able to say, yeah, what, what does it and say about God? Me, Let's have some conversations he's, around. He's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's never changed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, certainly, you know, a whole lot of different feel and vibe to God in the New Testament. Yeah, and makes you also question about not only who is God in that story, but who is Job, who is Job's friends, and then also, what is this world? Is it just a temporary place? Is it yeah? I mean, is like, it less meaningful than what we make? Yeah, or is it yeah? Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do we make more of it, or do we make less of it, or you know, what is the sanctity of life, or you know, all these different things? Yeah. Hmm. That's good, good, good stuff. Man, that's deep. It is deep, and I think that's the reason it's in, it's in there. Yeah. The it's yeah. In there. So, what about Jonah? Really in a belly of a fish? <clears throat> nah, probably not. You don't think so? Nah. You don't think so, huh? Nah, I'm okay with it. And no, I'm all about the Jonah, the whole Jonah uh, in the Veggie Tales story. <laughs> well, yeah, Veggie Tales, totally yes, on Veggie Tales on that one yet. So you, so you really don't. Th- what about that? Tonkin, John, John only happened in a cartoon form in real life. Like kind of like, kind of like uh, what's that? Roger Rabbit. I love these History <laughs> Channel things that try to say how all of these things could could have had, yeah, yeah could have happened. I like where they show like the 
It's the, a creation museum. The the view the the model of the um, the Red Sea and how it could have possibly split with a big huge windstorm or something like that. Yeah, a windstorm that wouldn't have thrown human bodies all over the place. Yeah, but would would so, totally separate the uh, the, Red the, sea. the yeah yeah yeah, and it would dry the land out fast enough to be able to be walkable. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's all fun stuff. <laughs> it's all fun stuff. <laughs> so, so, so did the donkey really talk to what's his name? I don't know. What, who was that? I can't even remember who that was. It's um, that, Joe, it was started with a J, didn't it? Oh, dude. Joe Hab. I don't my know. My brain is so fried. I can't. Anyway, I can't think straight cool. on that one. Did the donkey really talk to him? Hmm. Don't know. So there's all these stories that I read in the Old Testament. It's like, okay, yeah, I I get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know what to think about all this stuff. Exactly, but you're yeah. saying the Epic of Eden. Epic of Eden. Phenomenal yeah. book. Not yet on Amazon Kindle <laughs> app. <laughs> I just don't know, man. I uh, feel so bad. I want to I want to bug you about it. You keep on bugging me about the work that I love, and I want to bug you about the Epic of Eden. <laughs> I know. Um and and Vicky has a point in here. She's like, "Listen, if it's ble- if it's completely believable, it's not a miracle. Doing the unbelievable is what God does." Yeah, so, no, I, I get I get that, too. There's there's a bunch of people, but, 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 but don't use that as a crutch, though. You know, what I'm saying like a lot of people are like, well, you know, if you don't have the faith to believe in that miracle. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like a lot of people, they 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 misuse it. I'm not saying that I don't think Vicky, Vicky's misusing it at all. But but there's a bunch of people that kind of rely on that to say mm-hmm. we've had that conversation about like the creation stuff is, well, if you can't believe this, what makes you think you can believe that Jesus right. died and rose from the dead? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about critical thinking and stuff like that. I, 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 I tend to believe more of what there is I a read. Kindle edition. There is. Yep. How much is it? Fourteen forty. All right. Auto delivered wirelessly. <laughs> GG, man. Seriously, you're getting on my nerves. Okay, I got to buy it too now. Crap. All right. So I'm going here, and you're telling me that's in Kindle. No, I'm looking at is this Kindle edition, The Epic of Eden, a Christian entry into the Old Testament. I'm going by Sandra L. Richter. Oh, nine. You cons- promised me this is a good book, and I'm nine gonna be- customer reviews, and they're all five or six stars. Yeah, five stars. I guess it's five. Only people bought it, and they're related to her. <laughs> well, Ser- okay. Seriously, well, you promised me. I- I'm going to okay, like I'll be, this book. I'll be honest with you. Um, all right, so I'm seeing, I'm seeing two of my good friends. <laughs> Yeah, see, they wrote for it. I told you. Oh, oh, this is yeah. This is the one that has a really cool. Yeah, the really cool picture on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, I'm buying it. I'm going right now. All right, so you could ignore, ignore. Well, not not ignore it, but you can realize that the first, the very first, seventeen of eighteen people found the following review helpful by Lawson Stone. He's a seminary professor at Asbury Theological Seminary. All right. He's a great. He's a great professor. I'm buying it with the one click purchase. You know, how do I do that? I need to sign it as, as my wife, though. Here we go. Go to Kindle for the iPad. I now am the proud owner of the book, The Epic, the of, Epic of Eden, a awesome. Christian entry into the Old Testament. Dude. Uh, I'm so proud right. of you. No, I, I, need, I need something. Well, to, and we to need really something to talk about. So we can use this to talk about. Let's, let's just say, okay, chapter one over the next three weeks. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I need to do something to get me back focused on and areas of faith because be honest with you i just my it's not that i'm losing my faith it's just it's just not been something that has been a major focus lately and and uh 
you know I no i yeah it's, i don't know i i i've i've become a little bit too cynical of too many different things and and stuff like that so yeah Alrighty, so I just bought it. I will start reading it one of these days. You guys can bug me about it. <laughs> okay. every, every every time we come together, for, how how you doing on the book, Cliff? Yeah, yeah, and me too because I'm I'm still I'm trying to read it as well. Cool. All right. Well, I've got that. And uh, anything else we need to share? And by the way, I just downloaded it as well. Awesome. So we'll have it. I'll have it on my phone here. Well, wait, wait. You already have the book book. I know, but it's nice to be able to have it on my phone. and I can read it at work. And stuff cool. Like Do you got the new iPhone four? Yeah. Nice. Did you not? Do you not? Of course I do. Right there. I know. That's in what... my fancy purple case. Do you hear about that? Mm, uh... <laughs> 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 I'm assuming you got it at Best Buy. <laughs> I, I bought it at the Apple or at the uh, AT&T store down in Tennessee. Oh, down in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> Just I'm laughing at you in the case. <laughs> My purple case. Oh man! Did I, oh, dude! Oh, I need to talk about my new case. I'll talk you. I'll talk to you about my new case a little bit later on. All right. Anyway, go to, gro- go to GroveMade dot com. All right. Where's it at? Do you have it with you? No, no. It's you, on order. Like it's going to be another nine weeks before it gets here. All right. Well, you know what? We have uh, for the music here. We have two minutes and fifty three seconds left so what's grove made case GroveMade.com. dot com they actually make all of their iphone cases 3g and 3g s and uh, iphone 4 cases are of bamboo and oh. they're laser etched in the back so you can put your own artwork on there if you want to or you can do the artwork that they already have and uh the artwork that i have right now on that's going to be coming with mine is uh, is going to be that tree. It's the very front one that the very on the very oh. front of the front page. I like that. I love that tree. I love it. Tree of nice. life kind of feeling there. So anyway, check it out. It's it's uh, it's super expensive, but um, but if you really really want it, Cliff or anybody else, I actually have a fifteen percent off coupon. Sweet. Those do look sweet. That's at GroveMade.com. Yeah, it's probably not going to protect it for too much, but it looks really cool. It doesn't look like it'll protect it from very much. Yeah, it's just like having some wood around your <laughs> around your device. Nice. Anyway, okay. Thanks everyone so much for listening. We love you as always. Please pray for a church other than your own. Yes. Uh, pray for a people other than your own. Um, and uh, if you want to join the community, Cliff can let you know how to do that. Yeah, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. There are plenty of reasons why you might want to do that. But uh, if you read over at gspn.tv slash plus, you'll understand a little bit more as to the reason why and the benefits of doing so. And uh, folks, we just want to say we appreciate you and look forward to hearing from you. If you want to give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline, give us some topics. If you have questions, comments, feedback of any nature for the About the Church podcast, you can give us a call. 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 859-795-4067. The phone number again, 859-795-4067. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, we encourage you to join Join the community. community.